November the 15th, and you are listening to the voice of Camp Nathaniel from right here on the campus of Camp Nathaniel, Stephen Bell here, and with me as always is the ever gracious and never gluttonous Lee Sharp. <laughs> it's Lee Sharp, guys. <laughs> It's. I mean, I have to say, never gluttonous, because hey, it's it's almost Thanksgiving, it's man. The, it's the Thanksgiving episode, guys. <laughs> you, we officially have a Thanksgiving episode of the Voice of Camp Nathaniel. This is the coolest thing ever, is e- it not? Every good series has a Thanksgiving episode and has a Christmas episode. That's right, they do. So See? y'all have to wait on the Christmas episode, but. Every, every good series has has a good Thanksgiving and a good Christmas. This episode. is officially the Thanksgiving special of the Voice of Camp Nathaniel, and man, we are so glad that you have tuned in. We man, we're going to talk about some stuff today. We've got, we've got a lot of stuff on the docket that we're going to uh, just hash back and forth. We're going to open up scripture together, but before we get into anything, we're going to have some fun talking about some Thanksgiving stuff today on the show. Mm-hmm. But uh, we we actually came across something right before we went on the air just now, didn't we? We were. Inevitably, the, the question that comes up every Thanksgiving, and I don't know if this comes up in your lives and the conversations that you're having, but there's tons of Christmas music. There's of Christmas course, music everywhere. There's, there's carols and there's hymns and there's songs and people, we've had it for a very long time. Yeah. Um, but what's always been kind of the question that's lacking is, what about Thanksgiving music? There's... N- I, I didn't know how many, if any, I didn't know if, if any Thanksgiving songs really existed. But, man, we have found a jewel, have we not? We have. <laughs> and It's been around for a while. We're just, we're, just, we're just ignorant of things. I don't know what to say. We just didn't know it existed. But we were so bummed that we did not know it existed until today. And, uh, man, this is for our benefit and for yours. Uh, kick well, it back to a little Bing Crosby, shall we? Mm-hmm. Check this out. Such a good way to start things, isn't it? It's more fun that way. Yeah. I've got plenty to be thankful for. Tell us about it, Bing. I haven't got a great big yacht to sail from shore to shore. Me either. Still, I've got plenty to be thankful for. I've got plenty to be thankful for. No private car, no caviar, no carpet on my floor. Still, I've got plenty to be thankful for. So, so yeah, man. Um, I've Bing, got Bing I, Crosby, who you typically think of. You're thinking, oh yeah, he's gonna sing us some Christmas songs. Right, right. I mean, the the classic crooner himself, and yet here he comes with a Thanksgiving song. So wow, if you, man. If you're just discovering that with us today, or if you already knew about that. Don't tell us. Yeah, just don't, just, don't just tell enjoy us, the discovery with us. All that's, right, that's right. It's been a great day so far. Um, uh, what what do you say? Uh, caviar. Caviar. That's fish. Fish eggs. Fish eggs. Have you had fish eggs? I, not that I'm aware of. I hear I hear people talk about it all the time. How it's you know, obviously a really expensive dish. I don't some even like sushi. Class, some high class society here. Yeah, some people really like sushi. My my son Isaiah loves sushi, and I I, I just can't do it, man. I no, don't like, I don't like it. What about like the cooked sushi? Maybe, that, maybe if they maybe if it wasn't like the the raw fish. Or yeah, whatever. but then is it really sushi if it's cooked? If you're listening to this, <laughs> and you're a sushi chef. <laughs> Send us an email, comment Let below. Know. Let us know, is wow. sushi that's cooked, is it actually sushi? Um, or 
or yeah, not. This... Yeah, let us let us know. That'd be great. Oh man, uh, and then uh, but, but what's escargot? That's that's another like fancy French uh, food word, right? Because it's it's something nasty too. I know that. Are you googling it? You're googling it. All right, great, fantastic. We we come and we give you a uh, a podcast, and we spend just time googling everything. But hey. We have that at our fingertips now. So we know caviar is fish eggs. So what is escargot? It's snails. Snails. That's right. That's nasty. <laughs> there is nothing about that. That's, I mean, what is, oh, I'm you rich. Let's you, eat snails. You, you don't look at a snail and go, hmm, I wonder what that tastes like. <laughs> you look delicious, my friend. Oh, my goodness. Well, guys, hey, if you have just tuned in, actually, you probably haven't because you're listening to this later, and you get the choice as to when you start, and you start it probably from the beginning of the show. So welcome in to the voice of Camp Nathaniel, uh, Stephen Bell and Lee Sharp with you again. And today, like we said, we're talking about Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yes, indeed, man. And we're going we're to start with some history, are I know, we not? I, I researched a little bit. I don't, know, right. a ton, I don't know a ton of history here. But I did, right. a, I did a little bit of research into Thanksgiving and how it has become a holiday. Okay. And so presidents throughout all the history of the United States would go yeah. and would declare a, a national day to, for just general Thanksgiving to give thanks for everything that's around us. And usually you have a big meal right. or different things like that. But what I found interesting... Okay. Is that the official date of Thanksgiving being the third Thursday of the month? So, so the day that they decided, yeah, it, it would, would move, it would Thursday. move, it would move days. It would, it would mix around different days depending on the president. From what I was researching there, okay. And so, so, so we were never consistent until when? Nineteen forty-one. Congress that voted recent. it in nineteen forty-one. So, wait a minute. By that math. <laughs> That means if you don't remember, Camp Nathaniel started in 1932. So, so what you're telling me is that camp is older, older than, than Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. <laughs> Technically, that's awesome. Yes. On a technicality, there. Um, <laughs> wow, look at the things you learned, man. Uh, so, so, so Camp Nathaniel is officially older than Thanksgiving. Uh, give, oh, sorry, I, I, I hit the wrong. Hit the I wrong. didn't mean to hit the sound effect, but I did. Um, camp is older than Thanksgiving. Older that's, than Thanksgiving. I mean, depending on how you're technically <laughs> ruling. <laughs> we could also go back to the the oh man the pilgrims coming over and having their time here, and that being a time of Thanksgiving as well, which is much older than just the U.S. presidents True. declaring things. True, so. but that that wasn't on the third the third Thursday, uh, Thursday of uh, November, though, it right? Not that we know of. I, uh, right, I, I don't right. know who was well, writing 16, the record. Sixteen twenty is that is that the year? Somebody in the comments. I believe it. I'm pretty sure it's look 1620, it up for but us. we're recording this and we don't have any time to really... L- uh, look it up for us there. All right. That works. But hey, thanks, Go for it. Go for it. Yeah. Uh, you've, you have a sound effect prepared, especially have, for oh, this... for this next little segment that we're going to talk segment, about. We are going to talk Thanksgiving traditions. You know, Fiddler on the Roof is my favorite musical of all time. I was about to ask where you got it from. Absolutely, man. I mean, I, no question, Fiddler on the Roof is my favorite uh, favorite musical of all time. And that song right there, every time I hear that, man, it just, 
That just makes me happy. Uh, Thanksgiving traditions. Um, now I know, you know, you and I, we both have kids. There, there are people listening to this who maybe you guys do traditions around Thanksgiving. Maybe you don't. But if you don't, maybe as a result of listening today, you might actually, um, you know, take try, some of these on. Try something new. Try something new, man. Try something new. Make a new tradition. So there's the obvious one there with traditions is that you you have a big meal. Oh yeah, ever I mean, yeah, absolutely. A big meal, everybody comes over, your second cousin twice removed that nobody talks to any other time during the year. <laughs> you know, the weird <laughs> uncle. So everybody everybody's got to, a, you get family together and that's you right. and you've got all that going. There's a few families I know um and this happens when I lived up in Lexington. Mm-hmm. This was a thing that happened and I feel like it happens in other places. They would have this thing called a turkey trot. Okay. And people go running on Thanksgiving. That's to make room, right? I assume it's to make room. Um, I know we had a uh, nothing else is logical. Who's it? We had um Bill Clark on here we a few, did, a few yeah. episodes back, and he loves running. He so does. We, we we should have called him in for this one here to ask him like <laughs> what are the Bill, benefits? why why do you like running and why do you like running before a big meal? What are the benefits of a turkey trot? You know, um, if it was like the running of the turkeys instead of the running of the bulls, <laughs> Spain maybe uh, that'd be quite humorous. Um, I, I know one for us, man, for our family. One of the things that we have been doing ever since the kids were little, we actually and and hear me out on this, all okay. right? Because I know some people, as soon as Halloween's over, boom, put up the Christmas tree, all right? They're mm-hmm. ready to go. You got the lights out. You and get you the lights out. You get the whole nine yards, Bing man. Crosby's playing in the background. <laughs> That's right. And he's not singing Thanksgiving songs, all <laughs> yeah. right? So, so here's the thing. Don't miss the opportunity, man. Don't let Thanksgiving pass you by so quickly uh, because obviously we need to give thanks. And we're going to be looking at Psalm 100 here in just a little bit. But uh, one of the things that our family does is we actually put up what we call a Thanksgiving tree. Now it's not near as elaborate as the Christmas tree. If you want to, uh, if you want to know what our Thanksgiving tree looks like, right. I'm not kidding. All right, I'm not making this up. We use an umbrella holder. It's okay. a wooden umbrella holder, so it's mm-hmm. real slender and and it's it's about, it's all it's like two and a half feet tall. Gotcha. And then we put these artificial like tree limbs in it. And, and, and I mean limbs, like branches, no no leaves on it, all right? You're talking, it does, about, you're talking about like the Hobby Lobby yeah, basically. artificial. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Gotcha. And so they're artificial tree branches without leaves. And so what we do is we take yarn and we take a construction paper and we use all these fall colors. We punch mm-hmm. hole in the construction paper and we cut out leaves, all right? We tie the leaves to the yarn. And then each night when we sit down and have dinner together, we each take a leaf and we write down one thing that we're thankful for. Okay. And then we go around the table, we say what we're thankful for and why, and then we put that leaf on the tree. And so eventually it looks like somebody uh, got really angry at their craft time and just threw everything <laughs> on the floor and then picked it up and stuck it on a tree is what stuck it looks it like. But, uh, but man, that, that has become something really, really good for us and really good for our kids um, when we can just stop and be really intentional about giving thanks to God, not just for one day out of November, but but for the entire month. And and you'll be surprised just how many things we have to be thankful for. So, yeah. Cool. It's good stuff. It's good I, stuff. I have to ask. What's that? Can you repeat your your thanks? Do we do what's, what's the repeat my thing? Yeah, what's the uh, rules for this here? I'm I'm curious oh, now. Oh, like, you mean, like like if like if I'm if I'm in your family twice? and I'm and I'm thankful for the uh, 
I'm I'm trying to think of something. Uh, oh, that's fine. The, the cat. And I, yeah, and we I, don't have a cat. We don't do cat. All right. Well, I have a cat at my house. So I write down that I'm thankful for the cat because it catches all the mice outside. That's right. Can I write down the cat another day or do I you, have to? We we highly encourage you to come so, come up with something different every day. Now, two people may come up with the same thing on the same day. Mm. But um, we, we have everybody write it down before we reveal them. So it's gotcha. less likely that someone's going to repeat at that point. Okay. So, so, yeah, there you go. And if you have two that are the same, that makes you double thankful. Right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I also want to bring this to our attention. I've actually got a couple of resources here in the studio with us mm-hmm. that uh, that I want to encourage for even, uh, look, it doesn't have to be, if you've got family around the dinner table, then that's a great opportunity for it. If you just get together with some, or if you just want to read these for your own pleasure, man, it, it doesn't matter. These are great resources to where you can learn a lot about um, the pilgrims. My, my wife, Ashley, loves the story of the pilgrims, and she loves communicating that to our kids every year. She's got a couple of resources she wanted me to pass along to everybody. Um, this one's new. We've uh, This one just came out a little bit ago, I believe, and we've not even broken the surface of this yet. But It, it doesn't um, look like it's been – it looks like a new book. It is brand new. Got it in the mail just the other day. It's a, it's a book called Squanto, all right? And that and and the miracle of Thanksgiving. Squanto, of course, the uh, Native American that came and welcomed the pilgrims. And, and there's so there's so much to his backstory that gotcha. uh, God providing him at the time when he did in order to uh, basically save the pilgrims from starvation. It's uh, it's pretty wild. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's by Eric Metaxas. Uh, you may be familiar with Eric Metaxas. He's a historian. He's a believer, and he actually wrote the biography on Bonhoeffer, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, and, Which is and also a really good yeah, book. Yeah. So um, I'll, I will say the Bonhoeffer book is a lot thicker than that. A one. lot. <laughs> yes. Yes. There's a lot more info there. So that's right. This is don't if you've read the Bonhoeffer book and you're hearing about the the Squanto book, don't think like it's the same. Level of yeah, commitment. Oh, here, definitely guys. not. There's definitely not. <laughs> much easier read there. And then the other book that I want to I want to pass along to you guys is actually a book uh, from Barbara Rainey. She's the wife of Dennis Rainey, who and they used to be over uh, Family Life. Family Life is okay. a ministry that has been uh, so um, so important to our family, our, our marriage grow. Uh, you know, over the past eighteen years, and so I would highly recommend that to anybody. Uh, but she wrote a book called. A Family Life book, Thanksgiving, A Time to Remember. And it takes you through the story of the pilgrims as well. And, and it's it's kind of broken down. You can you can actually read it in the days leading up to Thanksgiving. That's what we usually do. Gotcha. And uh, it, it's a little bit more on the a little bit more in depth, a lot more words than the Squanto book is. But any and, and by the way, the the one by Barbara Rainey there, Thanksgiving, A Time to Remember, is put out by Crossway Publishers. And uh, so yeah, man, two just quick resources that I would um put in with uh, anybody who's wanting to start a new uh, Thanksgiving tradition. So yeah, there we go, man. So uh, any, yeah, any more Thanksgiving traditions before we uh, start breaking open Psalm 100 together? I know for my family, it was always, it's a, a simpler version of the, the tree. Um, we don't, yeah. we, do, we don't have as arts, we're not as artsy and craftsy. Um, craftsy. Well, I wouldn't necessarily craftsy. say we are either, but, um, but we would, um, and this is something going around the table Absolutely, on yeah. Thanksgiving day, as you sit down, you've got the meal, um, you have, you pray for your meal and you mm-hmm. thank God for the meal and then going around the table and just naming a couple of things that you're thankful for. Yep. And sometimes it's the people around the table. Sometimes it's 
a new job or it's um, exciting news or all kinds of different things to be thankful for. Or even the simple things like the fact that you have food and there's you're sitting in a building that has a roof over your head. That's and right. Being yep. thankful for even just the little things in life, which actually transitions to the next thing that we're going to talk about here. Oh, yeah. Which is Psalm 100, which Psalm I know that you 100. All- you all read. This is this is a tradition in our house as well. Every year before, um, you know, we've got the Thanksgiving meal prepared, mm-hmm. all of the foods out. Um, before we pray for the meal, we always uh, we we um, Ashley usually prints out cards with um, Psalm one hundred on them. Gotcha. And we all read Psalm one hundred aloud mm-hmm. before we pray. And uh, man, Psalm one hundred is just a just a great uh, reminder of what it means to be thankful to God, a, a call to thankfulness, a, a call to really worship through service mm-hmm. and um, and being thankful to God through that. So we're going to break this down. It's a short psalm. It, it there, is a short psalm. There are five, five, verses. five verses, so don't think that it's a super long thing that's being thrown in there. But this is another tradition to encourage around the Thanksgiving table is to be able to sit and to read through read through Psalm 100 together. Absolutely. All right. So, uh, man, let's just read. Let's just go right into it. We'll read through the whole psalm, then we'll go back and we'll kind of look at this line, kind of line by line for gotcha. a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Psalm 100 says, Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. There it is. And into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name, for the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures to all generations. Good stuff. So let's start right at right at the beginning. Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. I mean, we're we're talking about we're we're talking about worship here, man. We're talking yeah. about praise and adoration to God. And the first thing that we see in this psalm is this call to, uh, and I love how it says "all you lands" that that the nations. Not this isn't just an American thing that we're mm-hmm. talking about here. This is that all people, all tribes, all tongues, all nations would lift up a joyful shout, proclamation to the Lord our God, and serve the Lord. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Again, we have this idea of worship. We have um, worship through singing. And then we have worship through service. And and how are we supposed to serve? With gladness. With gladness. With gladness. You know, it's it's easy to it's easy to serve or it's easy to do something because someone tells you to do it and not be and, mm-hmm. and not have a glad heart about it, you know? Yeah. A lot of times we do what we have to do, not because we enjoy doing it. But in this case, we are called to do what the Lord requests of us and to do so cheerfully with a glad heart because in doing so, we give honor and praise to him because he sees our heart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then it, and then there's a transition. There is. It goes into, we've talked about you know what you need to do where... You're shouting praise. You're worshiping. You're serving the Lord with gladness. You're coming before Him. Gladness, gladness with gladness. <laughs> sorry, Ed, <laughs> to point it out there I'm with sorry. gladness there. But then it gets into, and you might ask yourself, well, why do I need to do that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Why? Why yep. should I do that? And then they answer that in verse three. 
to know know that the Lord, he is God. So first it, it puts God up on this very, very, the top of everything here. And, and I love, I don't, want to, I don't want us to pass over this, but I love the, um, the, the command that we have here. Mm-hmm. Know that the Lord, he is God. I mean, know that. that. I mean, do not forget that. Do not let that pass you by. Know that the Lord, he is God. It's, it's he who made us. You know, mm-hmm. so all of this, all of this comes back to, uh, to giving praise and adoration to the one who is worthy of it and is deserving of it. I'm sorry, continue. Yeah, no. And the name there for, well, the word there, Lord, mm-hmm. is a word that we put there in English. It is the... It is God's name. It is it's Yahweh. Yahweh. This is the the name that was revealed to Moses. Yep. That um, as he's going before Pharaoh, and says, "Well, who's going to send me?" He's like, "Well, I am." And it's like, "Well, what's your name?" It's Yahweh. Yeah. That's his name there, and so it's not just oh well, it he's personal. Mm-hmm. You're not just praising God who is above you, who is over everything, and you don't know His name. That's right. You do know His His name is. He puts it in his name is Yahweh there. So it's personal. It's it's not someone who's just looming over you and is running the whole universe. Yeah. This is somebody who you can you can know their name. Um and then it continues on. It says it's he who made us and we are not ourselves. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that that's the thing. That's you know, culturally speaking, mm-hmm. we like to um our culture likes to flip that around. And and in doing so, you know, it is he who made us and and not we ourselves. The we're, last thing that... We're very individualistic. We are very individualistic. And, and in a lot of cases, our, our culture, the last thing that our culture wants to uh, submit to is the idea that we are not our own. <laughs> you know, um, they, they want to rule mm-hmm. themselves. They want to... Um, they, they don't want to put themselves underneath... The authority, uh, obviously, of an all supreme being, mm-hmm. and and in a sense, want to be their own god. And yet, Psalm one hundred reminds us that the Lord, He is God, and He mm-hmm. is the one who has made us, not we ourselves. And then the and last, uh, uh, sorry, it explains last... it in a, in a similar way. It says that we are His people and the sheep of His pasture. Yep. So why sheep? Why sheep? Why sheep? Hmm. Sheep are simple creatures, are they not? They really, they're not the brightest creature in <laughs> no, the world. Um, no, they're not. I remember, man, I remember seeing a video clip one time of just a bunch of sheep. There, there was like a, um, it was almost like a security camera watching a bunch of sheep being routed through this little, uh, it, just a really small little corridor thing where they're running mm-hmm. and running and running. They're running one right after the other. And then out of nowhere, one just tries to jump for some apparent reason and just clotheslines himself on the top of the door that he's Ow. trying to get through. And then he like jumps down, shakes it off, and runs out. And then there was another video of a guy getting a sheep out of a trench. Mm-hmm. Have you seen this yes, one? Yes, I've seen this okay. one. Okay, he tries to get a sheep out of the trench, and he rescues it, and then the sheep immediately jumps back into the trench and gets stuck again. <laughs> so, no, and we laugh, but that, we that laugh. but that's but that's exactly the picture that you should be getting here. That's exactly right. We we are like the sheep stuck in the trench, and God yep. is the good shepherd who gets down into right. the trench with us, mm-hmm. pulls us out of it. And then 
Well, we, we, <laughs> we, we, we plow ourselves right back into it That's and right. then he has to do it over again. Yeah, um, and, and this and this is very reminiscent of um, an earlier Psalm, one that everybody is familiar with, Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall mm-hmm. not want. He leads me beside uh, green pastures by still waters, you know, and and even his rod and his staff, they comfort me. You know, the, these are all things in which the sheep will be cared for and protected. And I think the amazing thing about the verse that we just read is that it doesn't just call us sheep, okay? Mm-hmm. We're his sheep. We belong to him. And who is he? He is God. He is the sovereign mm-hmm. God of the universe in control of all things. And that should make us not feel, it shouldn't make us feel good about ourselves and who we are, but it should make us feel good about the one we belong to. And as a result of that, when we look at the worth of the one we belong to, that is where mm-hmm. our self-worth comes from. Our self-worth comes from the fact that we were his, we belong to him. Mm-hmm. And so all glory and honor goes back to him. We are his people. And so we're in this place now where mm-hmm. we, we have, he's the one who made us. He is the one who is the, the shepherd as we're the sheep. And then this goes into verse four about how we respond to that. Yeah, and uh, and and I love the picture we get here because we go from seeing who he is to seeing who we are, and then we see where we are. Mm-hmm. Okay, did did you catch this too? You, you were talking about sheep going into a into a corridor or a gate there. Yeah. Now we're now we're going to talk about a gate in verse that's, four here. That's right. But it actually starts back in verse three. It picks up in verse verse three. We are the sheep of his pasture. And so we are in his pasture, and now we enter into, verse 4, his gates. So we're, we're coming into his presence, what he owns, and, and it's, it all belongs to him. And so we are in his presence, and it tells us, and this comes back to this idea of worship in verses 1 and mm-hmm. 2, okay? Because it tells us the, the attitude, the um, the heart condition that we need to be having when we come into mm-hmm. the presence of God. So we are to enter his gates, and, and here, here it comes. Yeah, this, this is the Thanksgiving special. Yep. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. You know one of the coolest things that, that um, I've learned to do in, in the mornings? I, I don't do this every time, but I try to make a habit of doing this at least once a week. Um, in the mornings before I sit down and, and have prayer, and have my time in the Word. Mm-hmm. I try to set my set my alarm for five minutes, and then for five minutes, I do nothing but thank God for things. Just say thank mm-hmm. you. That's it for five minutes. Mm-hmm. And you may think, man, five minutes is kind of a long time. You'll be surprised once you get going of how much you have to really thank God for. And I'm talking simple things, man. Mm-hmm. God, thank you that I woke up today. I'll encourage you also, if you're if you're doing this for the first time and maybe mm-hmm. you're trying it out, write it down. Write it down, absolutely. Yeah. There's the, something about putting pen to paper or uh-huh. pencil to paper and being able to look at all of the things that God has given you. Yeah. Has I taken mean, care of you with, has has blessed you with, has and even even in dire circumstances where things are falling apart. I know mm-hmm. over the past year here with the flood and everything else, it's been, there's been a lot of horrible, tragic things that have happened. 
And through all of that, God is still, there's still, even in the midst of tragedy and pain and suffering, there is still, God is still there. That's right. And he's still taking care of us. And there's always a reason to rejoice. Mm-hmm. You know, it may be hard sometimes, but there is always a reason to rejoice. And the fact that God is God and he is on his throne, mm-hmm. all right, right now, there's your reason for thankfulness. There's your reason um, for worship and giving glory to where it's due. And so th- maybe maybe start another uh, tradition. I'm not going to play the music this time. But <laughs> maybe start another tradition to where you're just, um, you're at least on a weekly basis, you spend a purposeful, intentional five minutes just saying thank you to God for things. I'm telling you, dude, it will, it'll really impact your day. Mm-hmm. It really will. It's a great start. All right, um, and then let's move on here. We're still in verse 4. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Mm -hmm. So we go through the gate, Mm -hmm. then we enter into the courts, Mm -hmm. and this entire time we're giving praise. We're being thankful. And that's exactly what it calls us to at the end of verse 4. Be thankful to him and bless his name. Now keep in mind, this is written Old Testament here. Yeah. And so you're probably, if you're the Old Testament read through it at all and whatnot, you know that um, the Jewish people would go and would worship God at the temple. And so some of this here is some, some of that temple imagery. You go through the gate of the temple, you enter into the court of the temple, and you might say, well, what does all that have to do with me? The, keep in mind, the, the purpose of the temple mm-hmm. is something to keep in mind here mostly because the purpose of the temple was a relationship. Yep. This was God. This is how you take a, an unholy people and you take a holy God and mm-hmm. you bring them together. It's good. And so as the Jewish people were entering into the courts, entering into the gates, they know that they're not worthy to be in there, but mm-hmm. they know that God is holy and powerful and mighty, and he invites them to come in with with thanksgiving and with praise and mm, with joy yeah. and not with with sorrow going, oh, mm. but I'm not worthy to be here. He knows that you're not worthy to be here. That's right. And he invites you in anyway. Yep. <laughs> and this is and, and going stuff, into the New Testament, this is what Jesus invites us into. He says, I know that you're not yeah. worthy to do all the, but I invite you to come anyway. That's right. That's right. Man, that's great stuff. And then we, uh, man, let's close this out here in verse five. And, and it's, a, it's just such an incredible reminder that as we, are, as we are called, because this whole, think about it, man, this whole psalm is a command. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, make a joyful noise, serve the Lord with gladness, come before his presence, know the Lord. Mm-hmm. All right. Enter his gates, enter into his courts, be thankful. This is all command after command after command. And there is nothing that's hindering here at all. No. I mean, there's just freedom here to um to rejoice, to worship, to bring thanks. And you'll ask yourself why. And that's what answers the and answer to that answer, is in verse five. Verse five. And and man, let me tell you something. I uh this is the fifteenth, which means in twelve days I turn forty three. All right. On the 27th. Okay. And if there's one thing about God at the age of 42, almost 43, that Mm -hmm. I'm tempted to forget a lot of times, it's that he's good. Mm -hmm. Okay? And I say that because good things don't always happen. No. All right? We live in a broken world. Mm -hmm. 
And when we see things that's like what's going on over in the Middle East, and we see children starving, and it makes us uh, it makes us stop and think. But we we're tempted, we're tempted to forget this. Mm. We're tempted to forget the greatness of God. We're tempted to forget the goodness of God. And that's those are two of the main attributes we learned about God when we were three years old in children's church drinking Kool Aid that probably ended up giving us diabetes. All right, <laughs> and so so we you know we're we're taught that. At such an early age, growing up in church, but then as we get older, it seems like we're more tempted to forget those things, that God's mm-hmm. great and God is good. And so verse 5 brings it to a head and reminds us, for the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting, and his truth, in some translations use the word faithfulness, I believe, too, endures to all generations. I, I, I love the fact that we read this at Thanksgiving because we have all generations Mm-hmm. Around, we're gathering there, around, the gathering table. around the yes. table. And so the grandparents can attest to the truth and faithfulness of God. Mm-hmm. The parents can attest to the truth and faithfulness of God. And it is a witness to the children of the truth and faithfulness of God. Mm-hmm. Such good stuff, man. Such good stuff. Anything to add here? No, I think that... that uh, we've wrap, we've that, covered a lot of ground, we've covered man. covered a lot of ground there. A lot of ground. Psalm 100. Again... If if you're listening to this and you're driving, um, take some time when you get home to to open up the the Bible app or go find the Bible on the shelf. You pull it off the shelf there and crack it open to Psalm 100. It's going to be around the middle of your Bible. And just read through it. Take some time to just read through it slowly. Yes, indeed. Well, guys, we're getting ready to close out uh, an episode, our Thanksgiving special here of the voice of Camp Nathaniel. But before we do that, we have one more really important topic of discussion. Okay, what's the last topic we got? All right, really important. And Lee, this this may make or break our partnership. Can you sense the sarcasm that I'm coming? I'm coming to you with that. Such a serious note here. (laughs) It is because I have I have a question that could result in fighting around the table at Thanksgiving time. Okay. And no, it's not politics, all right? All right. All right. It has nothing to do with politics, but I want to know, we all want to know, because we're going to lay it down right now, okay? All right. Lee Sharp. Okay. The ever-gracious and never-gluttonous <laughs> Lee Sharp. He's given me this question before, so I do have an answer <laughs> to this. What is your favorite, your favorite okay. Thanksgiving Side dish. Favorite Thanksgiving side dish. Favorite Thanksgiving side dish. What do you think? Steven does not know my answer. I don't know his answer. He gave me the question, but he does not know my answer. And I'll let you know, Steven. Okay. There is a right answer to this question. Okay. All right. So you can comment down below if you think (laughs) that I'm wrong in this, but I'm pretty sure. I'm at least 90% sure that I'm right about this. And before Lee tells us what the right answer is, go ahead and share it with us in the comments. Let us know what you think is the best Thanksgiving side dish. Lee? It's cranberry sauce. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Lee. Lee. Yes. No, you, Lee, I have an explanation for you. <laughs> no, I'm not. You know what? He I'm not want giving it, you. I'm he not giving want you an explanation. It. You know what I'm giving you? I'm Uh-oh. giving you this. <laughs> I can't accept that as the correct answer, why my can, friend. Why can you not accept it as the correct answer? I can't it's stand the, cranberry it's sauce. It's the right I really stuff. Can't. Do you know why? Why? Because it's, because when you when you make your plate at Thanksgiving, <laughs> nobody there is no no there is one item that goes in the middle of the plate 
because it goes with every other side dish around it, and it's cranberry sauce. That's what makes it the ultimate one. So you, it goes in the middle. You can eat it with the mashed potatoes. You can eat it with the turkey. You can eat it with the the stuffing. It's just it's it is the number one. I don't like the fact that when you put it out, it looks like a mold of a tin can. It's it's not appetizing to look at. It's just not. But hey, to each their own. I guess if you agree with Lee, that's fine. Me, I am more I am more partial to um some hearty, some really hearty mac and cheese, not not the box stuff. Okay. But some really hearty like baked mac like and you cheese. You got to put it in the oven and it does there that little go. the that's little it. layer on top there. That's it. Or or I'll I'll put this out there. My and I'll specifically say my mother-in-law's broccoli casserole. Love, okay. love it. Love broccoli casserole. And uh, and and then you've got like which I don't like this one, but we'll get to this because we're we're running out of time here. Um, here's the next question for you. Okay, okay. sweet potato casserole, dessert or side dish? At what? Sweet potato casserole. It, is that a dessert it, or is that a side dish? I want to say. It depends on the amount of marshmallows you put on it. <laughs> marshmallows and brown sugar. Yeah. That's right, once you once there's a certain level of once you cross this line yeah, of marshmallows, yeah, right. it's not a it's not a side dish anymore. That's no, just marshmallows not. in a nine by <laughs> nine by pan there. I don't um, care how many sweet potatoes you put in there. Oh my goodness. Guys, thanks so much for joining us on this again, the Thanksgiving episode of the voice of Camp Nathaniel. And I, I think it's only fittingly that we kind of go out of this the same way that we came in, don't you? Let's do it. Let's do it, shall we? Bing Crosby gonna sing us out here. Yep. Guys, thanks for joining us. We'll see you back on December first. December. Uh, Christmas. Yeah. I've got plenty to be thankful for. I haven't got a great big yard. To sail from shore to shore